Welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're glad you're here. It's Sunday night. Time for a call-in show, Street Fight. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. It does not change, so write it down today and use it at a later period of time. Tonight is our normal call-in show, but next week, October 4th, we're doing an ABCD show. Anyone but cis dudes can call in, so... Write down that number once again, 614-655-3887 if you're anything but a cis dude. Uh, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We're here to provide entertainment and laughs in a community for those people out there in the streets fighting the good fight and doing the right thing. Uh, the one standing up for justice uh, against the police in Kentucky standing up in Portland, standing up uh, all over the world, really. People are coming together and are done with the way things are, and uh, we're here to keep it rolling, <laughs> rocking and rolling. So, thanks for being here. I think I've said it a million times, but it really does mean a lot that we're able to do this. Brian and I started this like nine years ago, and uh, we have a TV show that's going into production in like the next month. So it's been a big deal for us and really just only because we have so much support from all y'all. If you want to contribute to the show, head to patreon.com slash Radio, where you can get access to bonus zines and videos and audio and all kinds of fun things. You ready to take calls, Brian? Yeah. <clears throat> See the big news today? The big news. Big news. Trump paid uh, what? Oh. What? What? The Trump paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal income taxes in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Okay, that's the big news. That's what the Democrats are throwing at him now. Yeah, I think. Um, Which is a dumb move because people are just gonna be like, "Yeah, that's why he has all that money." I don't <laughs> think anybody wants the. It's. Uh, the United States is just a big knot. It's just like a big knot that's all tied around itself that you can never get undone. And part of that is, uh, people hate paying the fucking taxes. People don't see it as a duty. Some Democrats will come out and say, I would gladly increase my taxes for the benefit of my fellow man. You know, they do that kind of. West Wing shit. But the government would take your money if you were like, here's some more money. But you know what I mean? If you're like Brad Pitt or some yeah. shit and you start saying that stuff, it's like, I think they would you, just take you your over, money. Yeah, you can overpay. You, yeah. you really can't offer to overpay, put extra in there for You can. You can. Um, but the thing about it is as soon as you get money, you pay somebody. And instead of paying extra taxes, you pay someone to get you to not pay taxes. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as liberals too. I mean, it's such a fucking pain in the ass. This tax thing is such a huge fucking pain in the ass. Like that. Like this is the first year I'm like really dealing with it, and it's like, you motherfuckers, I'm gonna pay more than Trump's paying paid in federal income tax. I'm about to do that. I'm about to pay more write than a, him. Write a check. Yep. Yeah. Go get a money order. Go get five money orders. <laughs> Fucking small business tax? We need a small business tax. Yeah. You not, know what I mean? We're not big enough to get relief. We need that big business relief. That's why we got to, that's why we need people to get on the Patreon, folks. We need to get it up 
over uh, you a know, billion, over a two billion, billion million, dollars, a million a month, trillion, two, five million a month, trillion dollars. If we had a trillion dollars, we'd be able to keep yeah. our money. Yeah, we'd never pay taxes. Yeah, it'd be great. It would be just like, oh man, look at this trillion dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a boat. Yep. You know, so, I mean, it's just it's funny. It's like the debate is Tuesday. Uh, I think we're starting to see. I mean, what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're going to, we're I like before a debate, traditionally two, three days before the debate, the Democrats start the bit the, and the Republican, both sides start to build to the debate. Yeah. So you start to learn, you know, what are we going to do here? Because I, I feel like, and you might, you might have a different opinion. I feel like the, the election really doesn't start until the first debate. It just, you can't figure out what's going on until then what's been happening this whole time i mean but we don't know what's going on really we don't know how they're responding that we don't know what they're like in the same room i think there is something to like putting them in the same room and making them fucking go at it you know what i mean where it then becomes very real you then start to get to see My favorite, one of my, one of my top favorite debate things is after a debate, both sides winning. Like, yep, yep. we're very big, both sides won country. Yep. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, as a Republican, I think Trump really knocked it out of the fucking park when yeah. he called Joe Biden a drug addict. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to fucking talk about how Joe Biden's been, been eating alpha brain or something like that on, he's going to say that. Yeah, you know, it's wait. funny. I read a, a opinion piece this week that that would have fucking slayed you about how Trump uh, uh, saying that Joe Biden is on performance enhancing drugs is gonna fuck him because like uh, or or it, like they had to go back and say like he's not a good debater. Like because they were like saying, you know, this guy's like really great at debates. You know, I might not win this debate and then they were like it's starting to make him look bad and then when he goes to debate it's going to be like people are going to have like high expectations for trump i guess it was a very weird article that trump had backed himself into a corner sure. by saying that joe biden's a fucking genius and uh uh it's really funny because like we know that nobody loses a debate we know that it's true nobody loses there isn't a loss even the mainstream press, even like the New York Times won't say somebody lost, you know, no. like nobody will. No, but there is, there should be maybe a group of 15 people who get together and after the debate, <laughs> they, they tell us who won. Yeah. I because mean, I don't, I just feel like somebody's got to win closer to sports. Yep. Or maybe where they do, maybe they just do for each question, they go and then the on the sidelines, there's judges that hold up signs with like a, a score on it. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, oh, you know, that was a devastating point there. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody holds up like a flag and it's like, that's one point for him. Devastating point. Uh-huh. And then like, but you can't, if you lie. You don't get a point. Okay. Because, I mean, that's Tuesday night is going to be uh, just an incredible parade of lies. Just the, yeah. the amount, an amount of lies that we haven't seen it. Cause it's two guys that just, 
We'll the, say anything to win. The, yeah, two guys well, that love to lie. Like, more than, I think, any of the previous ones we've seen. I think these two guys, You, I, I don't think you saw it, but that last debate between Biden and Bernie, Biden fucking just stood there and lied. He just straight up. He just was like bold face, bold face lying, and I was just like, "Oh, when him and Trump are standing on stage, it's just it's gonna be lies, lies, lies." And I'm gonna, it's just gonna be wonderful. It's really, I think this is the television event of the year. This debate, it is. I mean, it's everybody's gonna be. You're just gonna hear people like houses er erupting with like roars of cheers and boos like they're it's not a, like, like it's a football game they're not like us i'm sorry they're not like us who but regular people are not like me and you they're, they're not sad about it. it oh yeah they're fucking sad about it That's my true. wife is just like i can't watch it because if i watch it i'll get very angry at i it. forgot to ask my wife's consent to do that to her i guess that's i overset my boundaries and assumed that I could turn it on. No, I don't think she wants to see it either. Be, yeah, she I, doesn't who believe did? she. She was even like, "What? What? What? What's the? What? What are you always saying about Biden? About he doesn't know what he's talking about?" And I showed her the leg hair video, and she was just like, her eyes went dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I showed mean, her the. I showed her the. Good morning, Sunday morning. Have you seen the Pelosi one? I have not. I what? have not. No. Oh, that happened like, earlier this week. They asked, like, what specifically they were going to do, like, the tactic to stop Trump. And she just went, good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> she was just like, I'm having I'm fun. It's just like at brunch. And you're like, the conversation goes into your ex. And then you're like, uh, bread, anyone? Another basket of bread? No. No. I mean, they're not dark. Like, it's a dark sensibility that yeah. wants to see this debate. And it's you want to it's see like, it. Watching Faces of Death. And it's like it is like what that is it. <laughs> it really does feel like it's like we're signing up to watch Faces of Death because ultimately these guys are going to get us killed. Yeah. Faces, and Faces of Death was for people that didn't know before streaming and downloads and all that. It was in a, a, only some movie theaters, ha, movie rental places had it. Blockbuster. Had to be a home. Yeah. Blockbuster didn't carry it. Um, had to be indie. It had to be an independent video store yeah and they were tapes of just pe of murders not murders well some murders some deaths close close circuit television meat factories just the worst possible images in the world yeah and uh i watched too much of it i watched it all too <laughs> i mean some of it was staged sure there was a lot of stage stuff in there and some of it was like ant slaughterhouses and stuff like that which you know you don't want to watch animals get killed but like right. at that age it was just sort of like well animals get killed right i, I like hamburgers serial killer yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh um i think the thing is like we need to have our what we need to do is sit down with our wives and explain like no i mean you can't get sad it you just have to sit down and enjoy the ride because there's nothing else to do it's gonna fucking depress you and i know that you have sequestered my wife has not sequestered her way her i mean she is she sent me one today she sent me a status update from a relative of hers that said i'm this is the craziest thing in the world it's just it <laughs> blew my fucking mind it, it, it just is one of those things right i am still awaiting the peaceful transition of power from 2016 which what? so what katie asked the same question I, okay you think you got it maybe 
So she's insinuating that the Democrats are Antifa and that they're rioting and that they're the ones out in the street. Yeah. And when you think about like, uh, you know, you take it all the way back to 2016, Inauguration Day, J20, when we were out there, they think that stopped the peaceful transition of power. Yeah. No, I knew what they meant because, I mean, and actually, I mean, I, I guess I kind of uh, can understand where they're coming from, but they were so sad at J20 because they thought that it was going to be a gigantic party and that MAGA was just going to take over the city and there was just violent protests and all of that stuff. So they feel that like the, and it sucks. They think that Antifa is the Democrats, Antifa protesters are all the Democrats. They feel like we've thrown a temper tantrum the entire time Trump was in office. And but they have all the power. Right. And they were never, they never gave Obama, they ne they've never been like, well, good game, Obama. They never said that. They're the fuckers that walk straight to the car and said, I don't care about the good game handshake. It's over for me. Yeah. They think Maxine Waters is, is out here telling us. Right. It's time. I, I saw, uh, uh, Laura Ingram posted a picture of a U-Haul truck with water in the back. And she's like, Who's paying for the U-Haul? And it's like, a U-Haul costs $20. Yeah, yeah. It's like not an expensive thing. You know? Yeah, some of us involved with this uh, have a driver's license, which is all you fucking need. Oh, be over 25 and have a driver's license, and they'll give you a fucking U-Haul. I just wonder if they can't imagine believing in something as much as we believe in this. I, I, I really... Because they don't They believe don't understand it. They really can't understand being actually moved to defend yourself maybe with their abortion thing if they thought of it more like their pro-life thing i guess uh but so many of them aren't even i mean i mean i don't even know again like i don't think they have real beliefs about trump necessarily i don't think it's like a a, a, a relationship where they love Trump as much as they love making people like us mad. Sure. And I, I think that like, they're just not super passionate. They mobilize around that and uh, they don't really mobilize and, and truthfully don't really care except for every four years. You know, there, there are the regular MAGA people, but the ones that come out of the woodwork every four years, just like with every election, every four years, a bunch of people decide they, yeah. I'm a, I'm a real political wonk every four years that don't follow it between that four years. And you're kind of dealing with these people that like, yeah, haven't watched or read a single thing since Trump won, you know, dude, but you got to, you know what though? Now I think about it though. Those, those fucking street gangs and pow, proud boys and shit are fucking everywhere and they're doing anything they fucking want, you know? Yeah. I agree. I mean, and that that is a that is very very new. That was not a happening in twenty fucking twelve. You know, twenty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty seventeen got wild. I think twenty sixteen was when things started to get a little wild. But I don't think that like that has a. The, I I but think right, that it's not understanding the peaceful transfer of power. Like what that means is that like Trump won the election and they let him be president. Yeah, that's we are not standing in the way of a peaceful transfer of power. They just transfer the power. They just do that. You know, Yeah. they don't give a fuck what we think about it. 
you know they run their little election and then uh they decide who has it and then that person gets to get inaugurated he he gives the oath and then he's the, he's the president where like just because we're in the streets and the proud boys are in the streets and people are fighting and and all of that stuff is happening and i do agree with you that there is an there is a lot more civil unrest now uh-huh. than any other time in my life for sure and uh um that although that doesn't really have they think it does that doesn't really have anything to do with donald trump and joe biden you're right to me i mean that even that is it is a reaction it's it's like they're mad at like people with purple hair you know they're mad at at non-binary people i know and and they uh want to crush it and the and you know they have been crushing crushing it for a very long time i think i'm i'm at the point i'm going to get make some sort of uh trump thing uh something some conservative something just because it's making me mad that i know that there are going to be like just people that are like well i'm republican so i vote for whoever the red tie is so that's trump this time Mm -hmm. um but it really pisses me off uh that the way that they just don't understand or accept or i don't know how accept how aggressive they are and how they've been racist, homophobic, trying to accomplish all that stuff with the government, controlling people, doing all of this shit. And uh, I don't know. They still they feel like that that uh, they're being attacked now, you know, and I don't know how to convince them otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, that's that's this the thing is, that's always frustrated me, really. It, it's the uh, uh, it is this idea that that we are the ones in charge and we are the ones fucking the world up where it's like. I mean, you have every one of the levers of power is held by you. So if things are not by them as people, I, I, and you know, I still think Trump supporters are just as powerless as we are. I'm saying that like, like the Republicans and conservatives hold every one of the levers of power. So if shit is fucked up, why is it us getting blamed? Yeah. Why is it leftists who can't get fucking any, thing really you know why are we the ones to blame you know let's take some calls man let's see what everybody's up to fake news maybe hopefully somebody gives us some fake news i love fake news i do too thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey this is sean from philly can you guys hear me yeah we hear you very well what's up sean hey um i just wanted to call and say first uh uh real quick uh, I saw your guys' first live show in Philly at um, oh Everybody God, Hits. Called? The thing that just closed down. Everybody yeah. Hits, yeah. And uh, Everybody Hits the Batting Cage slash Punk DIY show uh, or Punk DIY place. And uh, I just want to shout out Brian real quick because I had just moved to Philly a couple months ago and before that didn't know anyone at that show. And uh, I think he, and then was surrounded by like people on the internet uh, and on their phones the entire time. And Brian just kind of came up to me and was like, Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> and, uh, I didn't, I didn't know your show yet. Uh, I knew it through Chapo, but, uh, yeah, that was just really cool. So thanks for that, Brian. That was oh, just like a you. really nice thing to do. Just walk up to some random guy. I like walking in the middle of that place. I like talking to random guys. So that's, that's just, uh, you picked uh a good one. Very so. fine. I did. Thank what, you. what's up, Sean? How's it going? It's it's great. Um, I wanted to call, and so I'm a history teacher here in Philly. I wanted to share some uh, 
um, uh, for sophomores, actually. Just like, is, is Gwen a sophomore this year? Is that is that what I've heard? She is, yep. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to share some COVID virtual teaching experiences. You're not doing any in school at all? So I'm luckily at a, I'm at a small Catholic school, um, which is probably weird for Street Fight listeners, but um, it's for kids who can't usually afford Catholic school. And we are a hundred percent virtual until at least Thanksgiving. Okay. 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 And so, which is, uh, which uh, is like, it's, yeah, I have a few questions because just out of, out of my, uh, uh, experience with Gwen, um, is it, so are they making the kids get up early? Uh, so the school day, the, the quote unquote school day starts at nine. Ugh. So yeah, they that's such um, bullshit. It, it starts at nine and goes till three yep. and they have four periods a day. Let me ask this. That's not so bad. Don't. Yes, it is. I feel <laughs> here's what I feel. This is a feeling I've had yes. and I haven't said it or articulated it yet. I've said it to my daughter. That's all. And my wife. That's the only okay. people. Brett hasn't heard this take yet either. Okay. We have a golden okay. opportunity right now to change what the school day is because research over decades has said that teenagers should get more sleep and that they should sleep mm -hmm. later that 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 they're yeah. they're geared more towards staying up late and sleeping later so we should be taking advantage of this time where things are different and testing out that testing that out. You know what I mean? Testing out yeah, I hear how to fix I hear that. You. I hear you on that hundred percent. Yeah. That seems to me, yeah. that seems to me like, like this is the time to try this. And then if this works, I'm not talking about fourth graders or third graders or kids that can't stay home, but couldn't we start thinking about making high school start at 11 or noon or something like that? Because that yeah, would be oh, the time. I, I, I hear you. I, I think the argument, and I'm not saying I'm promoting, but I think the argument I've heard is that like when it comes to like teenage, like, especially like the, the kids I teach, a lot of them, especially if they're juniors and seniors have after school jobs even now. Um, and so it's kind of like, Oh, if, if, if school goes until six then they can't work at all no nah, um, but we don't want them to work that that i i understand i, I understand that that's not yeah, you no, saying you. that but like yeah i mean no i know in a horrible fucking world they work you know what i mean because i i but, just don't right, think in this, in this I, awful reality yeah because i don't in think a perfect reality yeah i don't think moving the school day around so that not moving it around, keeping it the same just so that they could go to after school jobs doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I also think that we're at a time where maybe because I, I think we should be experimenting with schedule flexibility right now in all aspects oh, yeah. of life. So I even think that jobs should be experimenting with that flexibility and schedule and i just can't see a reason why school has to start at nine in the morning if it's happening at 
your house. Like I, I, I think students, right. students so, would rather yeah. it start so at noon. Yeah, I agree. So when, when we do trimesters and so we were on spring break and when the lockdown started and then we did our third trimester entirely from home and that was chaotic and it was random, but it was essentially just like me posting assignments early in the morning and then hopefully them getting it done by the next night or whatever. Um, and I would record videos and they would do stuff. Um, and it, but it was very chaotic. And I also have a, um, toddler at home. So it was very, the schedule just was not regular at all. Yeah. Um, but now like during this first year, it's like, we, it's like class. They're expected to come. They're expected to have their camera on though. I do not enforce that. Um, and we're, we're not supposed to record anything on zoom because of privacy laws. Like okay. we can't like record the class we're teaching with kids in zoom so that then kids who couldn't make it can watch it later. Like it's a privacy issue, unfortunately. Oh yeah. That's tight though. That, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So are they paying yeah. attention? Do you think like what, what is your impression of what is your impression of how they're, how they're taking in any of the information. So it's, so we've done it for four weeks and it's, I mean, like there are kids who have their cameras off. There are kids who are probably gaming. <laughs> um, there are kids who like, like I, I know that. And I, I'm, I'm honestly powerless to stop it. And I've kind of at the beginning of the year was kind of like, I'm very much kind of told them like, Hey, just do your best here. Like, please, please try. Like yeah. I can't control anything right now, but please just try. Um, but like, it's been pretty, like kids are mostly engaged with what I'm doing. Um, I would say 80 to 90% of them have their cameras on and it might be like pointed at the ceiling. <laughs> um, but again, I, I don't really care. And there are other teachers who care a little bit more, but I, that's not, me yeah that kind of seems so it's like caring a lot about it seems like a losing like it feels like a losing prospect like you're gonna be miserable if you (laughs) if you care a whole bunch you know yeah i think for me uh, this is like my eighth year teaching i think so it's like that kind of comes with the territory as well just being even not being in a classroom but just like I, as a teacher, cannot control everything a kid does. All I can do is, like, make it a good enough environment so that the kid's like, oh, maybe I'll pay attention. Like, that's all you can do, uh, whether it's virtual or in the class. So, for the most part, it's it's not going as badly as I thought it would. And that's the sentiment I'm getting from kids as well. It's like, oh, it's I actually have structure to my day. Um, it's yeah. not as much work as I thought it would be. It's It's pretty it's we all know it sucks but it's pretty positive for what it is yeah gwen seems like she wants to go back home actually she is not into uh being at the school after going back and and doing kind of all of the uh uh she, you know, she's only there two and a half hours a day. She kind of hates it. You don't, you don't, 
talk to your friends. It's not like it was last year. And she kind of feels like online, it's this, it's it's more of a pain in the ass than just staying home and doing it online. I I, I think like yeah the the I think the kids would rather do it this way if it's not going to be normal while they're in the building. You know, that's what I've heard from people who are hybrid who are doing this quote unquote hybrid model is that like, it's gotta be all or nothing because like, that's what I've heard about like kids going into school. Like it's a basically a glorified study hall, like nothing. And you can't, you can't talk to your friends. You can't, you're not supposed to like touch them or be near them or anything, obviously teenagers, whatever. But like, that's what I've heard is that it just like, it just sucks. Like it, it, it's just, it's the worst of both worlds. You don't actually get to hang out with your friends or really learn anything like yeah it's like it might as well just be one or the other and i i'm glad our school is only 500 kids where it's just like nope everyone stay home who cares so i'm i'm i recognize i'm very very lucky and grateful for that yeah um, and sh- shout out to the rest of the teachers who are having to do in person or hybrid in the middle of this because it's it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It it only makes sense as a as having a place for the kids to go while their parents are at work. That's the only way it makes any That's sense. It. Because you can't yeah, and I have you can't yeah. do any it's just you know, if 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 you're not doing I don't know, if you're not able to put the kids in groups and have them talk to each other, if they're not able to go to lunch and fuck around and and they're not able to go to gym and they're not able to do all the normal shit, then there's no fucking reason to have them in the building. It it, it seems like an un exactly. it really seems like an unnecessary risk. And and I've said this on the show before. When it comes to high school, these they don't need their parents to be home. So Let's just let the high school kids stay home. I know that sounds really unfair yeah. if you're in eighth grade, but guess what? You're in eighth grade. You know what I mean? In ninth grade, you'll get to stay Life home. Life already sucks enough. It's already unfair that you're in eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade is the worst. You just deal with it. Yeah, eighth yeah. grade really was the worst. For, more- for parents, I will tell you, eighth grade is the worst year. That's good to know. Seventh grade was my worst year as a student and for teaching, but that's that's good to know from from parent perspective one more point and then i'll and then i'll jump off is that um wh- like i know teachers who are like i we're at like we're an income capped school so like families aren't supposed to make like above a certain amount to go to our school and i know teachers at uh like risky private schools who are fully in person and you know that that's specifically because all their parents have financial or political power to be like, get these fucking kids out of the house. I'm not taking care of them anymore. And my kids, like my students, my families, my parents are definitely like not that. So we're all just like, oh, okay, we're just accepting virtual. Like that's, that is what it is. Yeah. 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 I, I think like, uh, uh, the people that are very mad about, I mean, here there is a school district that actually made the decision that they're not coming back this whole year. And uh, the parents protested, but it was more of a suburban school district and they were just, yeah. you know, it, it was like Trump country. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, yeah. uh, yeah. uh it, it wasn't like a, a regular school district. So, you know, I, I, you don't, I don't know. I, I, I think, it is a difficult situation and I understand not being able to figure out what to do about 
not being able to figure out what to do if you're if you're a parent and your kid doesn't have to go to school but like it just if they understood what was happening in that building when they go back to these hybrid courses and stuff although i think the parents that were protesting probably wanted them back full time no mask you yeah. know what i mean so like uh uh they they just didn't kind of care about it but but uh yeah well thanks for calling in sean it was it was good to talk to a teacher yeah it was great to talk to you guys i'll call back with a quitting story at some point sweet thanks thanks. Thanks, guys peace can i just say something before before we get to the next call is that like you know just just want to make a straight line here to what we were just talking about with sean is that like me and brett went last night to go see and you didn't hang up me and brett went last night to go see uh uh at a drive-in to see hannibal burris do a performance and as we were standing there watching it or i was standing everybody else was he was brett was sitting you know people were just kind of doing their thing guy i realized that in order to do something like this safely which i felt last night was very safe i i, I felt like they did a really good job of keeping it keeping people apart from each other enough in their groups and that like i i am i felt very safe at that show uh that maybe it's pointless to do comedy in that way because it it just it didn't it didn't work yeah you know and and like reaction to go off of when like you're up there he was there we're at the drive-in movies and uh so he's up there telling jokes and we're watching it live but uh there's no roof there's no there's nothing for any sound to like the sound just disappears Mm -hmm. as soon as you started laughing like you can't you probably can't hear it from 10 feet away nope nope couldn't even hear the people laughing next to us because we were so far away from them yeah that's you know what i mean because because it was like sort of you got your own space and it was spaced out like in a normal year, you would have two cars that get to park in this spot. There are two posts with the things on it. Two cars would park one next to each one, but they were having one car in between the two posts. So you're kind of far away from the other people watching the show too. And it's just, there was like no chemistry, no real palpable energy in the place. And like, uh, uh, it just had me, I just, I was sort of watching it and I was like, you know, yeah, we might as well we, not even do this. We didn't have to do this. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. might as well not even do this. Yeah. It's, and it's not, pointless. not, I mean, you got to try. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I think the, he's talented about it. You got to get you like, yeah, there, you, there's ingenuity involved and you, you know, there's no reason to give up, but it's just so hard to get that across, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I think it was worth a shot and I think, I, I think it was worth a shot. And I also think he did almost as well as you could possibly do in that situation. I just felt like this doesn't work. This like this this version of live performance doesn't work. Live performance is a communal experience, and when you can't be part of the communal the communal experience, it doesn't work. And what that got me thinking about later on like today is school school is a communal experience yeah and if you can't have the communal experience of school because there's you know at my daughter's school there's like 
11 people in the class because they split everything into two. You mm. can't leave the room. You can't really talk to anybody. There's barriers between. Yeah. And and the lack of energy and sort of flow and, and vibe at that show last night, really, it got across what Gwen's been telling me about school. It kind of felt like, yeah, I, I kind of, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I don't know how you can feel connected to this. Yeah. You know, I felt connected I've, you were only allowed to have five people in your car. Right. So it was me, Katie, Brett, and, and Erica. And I felt connected to Brett and Erica and Katie. Like, I felt like, you know, we had a good time together. It was fun because we could also comment like loudly to each other without getting pointed out. Yeah. But still it was like sitting on the couch and watching a stand up with your friends, which is great, but we've been hanging out. The whole time. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't a communal experience. It wasn't, I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where it feels like maybe just hold off until we can do real shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But uh, that, that's all. I just, I, 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 you know, talking about school uh, uh, really drew my mind to that, it, that same experience where it was just like, it's like the movies even to yeah. me feel like they don't work. When when done this way, put me in a fucking partitioned like booth <laughs> to watch a movie. It's like, why are we here? Like, yeah. why can't I just watch this on my TV? But I was so desperate to do something. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not complaining about the show because I did get to go do something. So I'm happy that I, I got like to do something. something. We put. I uh, got to put on. You know, my wife put on her makeup. <laughs> I put on some going out makeup. I put on my nice shoes. You know, yeah. I've got the floor chimes out. I got dressed up. I I put on my nice clothes. Me and Brett looked really nice. Uh, uh, it was great. It was really fun. It just wasn't. It just it it wasn't so disconnected. It was so disconnected. It was really just hanging out with my friends. Yeah, in a fucking gravel field. Yep. So yeah, we can go ahead and get the next call. I just. I want to bring that up. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. who's this? Hi, this is Nick from LA. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Great. How's it going, Nick? How, how's uh, the fiery Los Angeles? Uh, the air is not that bad anymore, but about two weeks ago, it was like hellfire. So, yeah. Uh, it's changed for the better. Oh, you wish it was Hellfire. I wish Hellfire was there. <laughs> you guys would have had Hellfire this year, probably. <laughs> What's Hellfire? Street Fight, Trillbillies, oh, and yeah. <laughs> District Sentinel Radio. I think it was pretty sure that they were probably going to get Hellfire at the end of the year. <laughs> but, you know, COVID ruined that, so you're not going to get it. What's up? What's going on tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm just calling in because... You know, I've had the experience where I'm working from home, but I've had a bunch of extra responsibilities on Zoom. So kind of contrary to people, I'm kind of tired of talking so much to people. I kind of wish like I had a lot of folks experiences back in April where we kind of got the chill. I'm a union organizer, so I'm talking to a lot of people at work. Like, you know, it's all over Zoom, so it's exhausting. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys think that's been doing uh, it's the extra it, responsibilities that are kind of unpaid. Yeah, it's very exhausting. 
uh, for sure. Uh, I know people that are in like communications roles at their jobs uh, that spend all day, you know, I mean, you're doing the customer service voice. Even when me and Brian, like when me and Brian do podcasts, my body feels different. My tone of voice is different. My cadence, everything is, is a dip is a different feeling. And, you know, there's been times when we've been on the road and we've done two or three guest podcasts in a day and it feels you feel just completely drained. And I think that the Zoom meetings are doing the same thing. My, my wife has to do 45 minutes of, you know, talking to a contractor where normally she would be able to sit at a coffee shop with them or they'd be in a room. And, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to pay attention to do that when, when you're in a conference room than just staring at the screen all day. Even these teachers, like, my, I can't believe my kid's fucking teacher is there fucking six hours a day just on that Zoom, like ready to, to be available and ready to jump into to action. It, it's a lot to ask of people. Yeah, and not only that, but like the normal things that you can do in person, I feel like are completely gone. You can turn off your screen, but like you're always expected to be seen, so you can't just go to the bathroom in the middle of the meeting yep. like you can just do in person. And I feel like the social norms are much more exhausting. Yeah. You know, I didn't even really think about that because, because like, it seems like also bosses, teachers, everybody are extra vigilant and worried about your attention span and your attention level. So they want you sort of strapped to that computer at all times. You know, they want to look at you and see you. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you have to go to the bathroom, you do, but it's, I don't know, I find myself waiting so much longer because we're, like, on video, you know? And everyone sees when you click your video off in a way that is just different from leaving the room. Sure, you might be able to sneak out into the restroom while everybody's got their head down getting something done. But now it's it's literally, you know, some sort of annoying boss or uh, could some sort of annoying boss could be tallying how many times your screen goes dark during the day. You know, or there could be exactly fucking. I'm sure there's already management software that can tell them, you well, know, what no, how many what percentage of the day your screen was off or something. You also wonder if, like, because we're in this new world, if uh, uh, there they are uh, the rules and norms are still being established, and we know what the world is like, just when it's normal for workers, especially I'm, I'm going with workers and even students, we know what the world is like for them. And are they trying to like recraft it into a more, uh, uh, into a more, um, fuck like a more surveillance kind of thing, like make you, make you a lot more accountable. Like I, 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 I probably, if, if I'm a boss and, uh, uh, if I'm a boss, like a real boss that has never heard street fight, that is not murder Brian. If I'm Brian Quinby, the guy that's been working at insight communications, the cable company for 20 years, if I'm him, right. Uh huh. And, uh, let's say I'm a customer service phone rep guy. That's a supervisor for all of that. I think it is highly possible that I would automatically believe that nobody's doing anything 
Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like where it's like that I would be like these motherfuckers are watching TV, yeah. they're fucking around, they're 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 drinking white claws and shit like that. You know what I mean? And like what well, effect we, th- what effect we were in April. <laughs> You're right, right. But Sorry, what I effect think- does that have on the way that they're running the the business? You know what I mean? Like the way that they're treating their employees probably really is tougher than if you were in person because of that you know because in their mind you're fucking around yeah you know what i mean to keep you on task and the jokes really were not helpful but the jokes really were hey we're all fucking around in our pajamas i think that's why that school wanted the students to wear shoes i really do like because because i think that like the memes and the jokes which probably came from managers sure. <laughs> like really hurt. Like they, they made it. So they cracked down a lot more as time went on because we were just like, Oh, I'm binging. I'm binging the office for the fourth time during quarantine while I'm working. And then it's all like, Oh, that's so funny that we're doing that. And then some boss is sitting in the office and it's like, you're not binging the office on my time. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the beginning of it, it was definitely of like, no, we're just worried about everybody's health. We're family. They, they, they were doing that. Like, we we really care about everyone, uh, and no, we're not. We we're you know it's a trying time for all of us. Please take care of yourself. Let's get let's everybody get used to this new normal. And then about three months in, it's like all right, yeah, we, we get it. Uh, you still got to get that work done. I don't <laughs> care if staying inside all the time is making you crazy. You got to get that fucking work done. It's the Kroger principle. To I mean, me. yes, the, I, I'm calling hero pay. Yes. yes, that's what I'm calling that the Kroger principle now because. At the beginning of lockdown and shit and quarantine, Kroger was looked at as a place who handled it magnificently. They did the hero pay. They were sanitizing the carts. They were doing all this stuff, right? They sponsored COVID testing sites in their parking lot. They did. So there was all this stuff that was like, Kroger is really kicking ass. And, uh, you know, just today I went and shopped a giant eagle which is more expensive. Everything's a couple dollars more. And the reason I did that, Kroger's giving up. They, they First of all, they got rid of the hero pay a long time ago. Yeah. The fucking store is filthy. The carts now, the, the sanitation for the carts is a spray bottle with a roll of paper towels sitting on like a, a, a stand. And this is a new thing about stores now. If they don't have hand sanitizer for use for free i just i won't fuck with them any i can't fuck with them anymore i can't go back wow and uh kroger doesn't because i see it as a very i i see that as like greedy in a way because it really is saying buy hand sanitizer you need to buy it here we're not just going to give you some yeah so i started going to giant eagle because they they are sanitizing the cart still and they have a big sign that says sanitized carts, unsanitized carts. They're doing it in front of you, so they're making a show of it. And uh, they have a like a, a desk set up in the front where they sell masks for a dollar. And they have hand sanitizer. They have hand sanitizer at the entrance, the exits, and they have stations of, for hand sanitizer all throughout the store. Still. They have one-way aisles. And so like, I was just like, 
you know what it costs more but like they're they're fucking taking it seriously still yeah and kroger and uh, i've heard aldi they've just totally fucking given up oh aldi was yeah aldi was used to be you know used to care and then it was just like uh we got to get back to to normal (laughs) yeah i've just heard that they've totally given up and and like when when places give up i i feel like it's i feel like that is like a a, uh that's like what what the bosses are like too is like Oh yeah, you know, I in this trying time, we have to all come together even though we all have to be alone. And then as it uh, uh went on, they were like you're not doing enough fucking spreadsheets, yeah. okay? Yeah. I this is not okay. And then it came on to I mean, there was the period where they made my wife go back to work for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Where it was just like, yeah, you just come back to work, you know? Right. Fuck it. Who cares? We're going to COVID test you, but you come back before the results come in. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. You know, so people, I don't know. I, I know you don't vote with your dollar, but I would rather put my myself in a situation where I'm safer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, employees too. I mean, absolutely. Like the people going, I feel like the checkout guys. Like, what are they even going to do? Like, they have absolutely no power to keep themselves safe because people will come in coughing and. Giant Eagle also has partitions. Those people are just getting. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, the places I've been are worse than the ones you described, Brian. Like, no cleaning carts anymore and stuff like that. But it it, all levels of blue collar, white collar work. I think bosses especially just trying to forget that COVID exists and mm-hmm. even more anxiety inducing for me than just being told to stay inside because no one is following the rules anymore it seems right it's well like not everywhere I would say and this is in Ohio Columbus Ohio not I don't go to the suburbs or anything so I, I can't like speak for that but like uh, I feel that as I've been indoors, I have seen maybe since the mask mandate came into effect, I've seen like, I can seriously say three people in stores without a mask. Like that's it. Three people, you know, once the guy told you about Brett, that was, (laughs) he was not only not wearing a mask, but he was leaning on the counter, breathing heavily. And then I looked at him, to try to give them the the dirty look, very hard to do with a mask on. They can't see. Yeah, you gotta really. They might as well think you're smiling. You yeah. know what I mean? They they can just think whatever they want to think. I gave him the look, and he took his shirt, and he like half heartedly put it over half of his nose. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I went to Dollar General to see if they had some medicine that I take. Which buying medicine at Dollar General is a fucking move. Uh, uh, but I went in there to stop because there's one on the way to Brett's from my house, and there were two people there without a mask, and they seemed like defiantly not right. wearing a mask. Yeah. But that's a, truly, and I'm serious. It seems like there's been almost a hundred percent adoption of the masks in Columbus to me, in, in my experience from where I've been. They're maybe not wearing them right. They are wearing them. They do have them on. They might have them under their nose. They might have their mouth. I mean, they might as well just stick their mouth out of the bottom. It's like, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of that, but I also live in a Libby part of town. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, it does. It it feels like we're gonna be kind of uh uh. It does feel like we're in a little bit of trouble as far as the Zoom stuff. It feels like they're demanding a little bit more time. Like for sure, I I have I have seen what's going on with my wife. And uh, I think they feel like since you don't have to commute, they can take more of your time. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't know what your wife's... People are are probably bargaining that time in their heads, too. Mm -hmm. When they're like, well, I'm working working 9 to to 6, but, you know, I had a 45-minute commute anyway, so I would normally get home at 6 anyways, you know? You can't do that. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I'm... I know. I know. Katie, I mean, takes Gwen to school. And it takes her about 20 minutes to get the whole thing done. You got to drive there and drive back. There's lights and shit like that. And she works 20 minutes over. And it's like, don't you get a fucking break while yeah. you're there? How much time are you spending on your lunch? I don't think she's taking a lunch. Yeah. And I think what that really is, that's the psyche of workers who feel expendable in this time and feel like they have to do more so that they don't get cut katie's a mama bear she is that's my mom too my mom is exactly the one that would right now would not be taking lunches at all and would be asking for extra work and would do anything to fucking survive you know yeah she's not fucking around dude and and like uh, i feel for her and i and i do see that they're taking a lot more from her they feel a lot more comfortable uh texting her and asking her to handle some stuff off hours yeah they feel a lot more comfortable giving her large projects because it's like ah, you know you're just sitting on your couch anyway who cares right you know right well thanks for calling in we appreciate it yeah have a good night you have a good night too there's a um katie is a mama bear there is a there's a restaurant that i'm not gonna fuck with anymore just what they do who what because of how bad they're setup is can you name names i don't want to i like the place i'm gonna go back to them <laughs> what, I, what kind of food it's an indian restaurant oh it fucking sucks because uh i went to go pick up food from them and uh yelp says your food is ready and i open the door and there's probably six people standing there as soon as i open the door right in the lobby and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm looking and there's just people running around like it's crazy. Um, I go to sneak around the corner to go stand in a different area and I'm meted by two people. And then when I turn around, there's tables full of people eating and I can just see their mouths going up and down and their hands flipping and them talking and shit. Freaking you're freaked. And I was just like, man, I don't want to fucking be in this place at all. Uh, You are so fucked. But you're not going back to normal, dude. Um, I think when shit gets, when, when people decide to go back to normal, I'm going to be hearing from Brett after live shows, these motherfuckers are out there laughing and their spits getting all over me. It's fucking disgusting. Or like, we'll go to a restaurant and he'll be like, look at this fucking, there's spit particles just coming out of all of these people's mouth. Did you see that guy fucking breathing over there? I, I just, here's the thing. So I refused to go inside. I stood with the door open <laughs> to let air in. I was trying to let everybody else get a little ventilation going. You fucking being an activist, you were trying to help everybody in yeah. the whole fucking place, right? So I gave him my name and I stood there for about 15 minutes, which is the amount of time you need to get a viral load of fucking COVID. 
And every single driver and pickup person that showed up said the food was ready. But as soon as they got there, they were like, oh, okay. And then they would they would take the name and then they would start putting the order together. So you, you, you just had dozens of people going in there, standing around next to each other for 15 minutes, all sighing very heavily because they're because their shit isn't ready <laughs> you know i i'm not going to be i'm i i believe i i don't feel i'm overreacting when it comes to being inside and standing next to strangers that's dude, not, not something i'm fucking that's the one thing i'm not going to do i go pick up food i'll go to udf and get beer i'm not very concerned about passing people or like or being outside you're not, yeah, not crazy yeah. about outside you yeah know? but like to go to go in a like to, this place has no fucking windows it's like a concrete block with a fucking door in it and it, it's just stifling when you walk in there there's no movement of the air it's it, it's just yeah yeah i yeah I, I i could see it i'm not blaming you i just every once in a while we talk and you're like there's just it's this, these people, me and you were joking last night about somebody and fucking saying like, oh, this fucking motherfuckers just look at them over there breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, uh, uh, I just, you've said it a, a few more. I'm not like, I'm trying. I, I'm, I want to come out of this on the other end, the same guy I was before it Well, no, in regards to germs and okay, shit. Okay, okay. Not the same guy. I, this affects you for sure. Yeah. But I don't want to be a guy that's constantly worrying about germs after oh, this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I never did before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I am now. But, like, when somebody, when, when Dr. Fauci says I don't have to anymore or whoever's going to say it. Yeah. Then I want to go back to being, like, send me your fingernails. I'll eat them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that says he'll drink bath water. Yeah. For money. For, for money. a lot of money. Yep. All right. Let's get another call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? This seems like a skeleton. Skeleton. This is the most silent. Hey guys, how's it going? Wow. Damn, this, this. Are you on a a, a, a sure SM fifty? <laughs> you in a you sound great. Studio or something. You, you sound great. What's up? Who's this? This is Labor Lift. I'm glad it sounds all right. I'm just on my phone. Well, it sounds like you're in a soundproof room, so that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, fan fucking. How much you lifting? You know today what what you what you bench <laughs> uh benching around 200 on a good day right on uh, 155 body weight i once damn i once tried to bench 70 pounds and uh did not do it <laughs> long ago oh it was when i was like 17 oh, but okay. i did it in front of my friends who like weren't like super understanding they they weren't encouraging yeah, about in front it. of your friends is a big risk reward thing. Yeah, they 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 weren't like super encouraging about the possibility of maybe working up to being able to do that. They you know they yeah. called me names. Sure, '90s names. Yeah. They called me '90s names. For that. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> The hell is a '90s name? Oh, you don't want. We're well, yeah. not allowed to say those you words can't say anymore. F words, C words, whatever. All the, anything that's a word. It. Yeah, that the '90s names are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on tonight? 
Uh, not too much. I'm just hanging out with a buddy of mine. Uh, when we were in college, we I used to help him fix up uh, cars, and we're social distance now, so we found a simulator on the computer uh, where we fix cars. <laughs> that virtually. is fucking sweet. That's so funny. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, is the it controls like... are terrible, so we're desperately trying to figure out how to put this car together. That's so. F- it's such a good experience to have with somebody else. Like, even if it's not the real thing, just trying to play a horrible game that nobody else has ever, you know. Is well, it, is I also, it popular online? Oh yeah, we we've split it. He knows the car stuff, uh, so he's putting it together. I am searching how to do fucking anything in this game uh, on the computer and telling him how that works. <laughs> that is such a, that is a, a, maybe you could, are, are you in the same city? No, nah, uh, he's about a two hour drive away. Oh, uh, maybe you could get a model and you put a piece on and then mail it to him. And then he puts a piece on and then mails it back. And you know, Get yourself a nice little physical model car, right? That's just an idea. I'd be too I just worried about with. it breaking. Like that would be sweet if it worked. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking. Of, you know, all through quarantine, I've been considering getting model cars and putting them together. But one, I'm afraid one of my friends or Brett even would make fun of me for it because it's a children's hobby. And also, I'm afraid that people think it's a goofy. Like that, that I, I think those are for 12 year olds. They're not for 41 year olds. I feel like there are tons of adults who get into like model building. Stuff. I think they're mostly for 40 year olds. If you go to Robbie's Hobbies <laughs> or any of the other train places, uh, it's like the kids get bored and don't want to do them. It's a guy that has an entire fucking weekend that will sit down and, you know, mix up, mix up some paint blend for his charger s you know his charger fucking model you know oh they got an engine yeah a v4 car engine assembly kit it's like a fake one you can build an engine but it's 399.99 so those are awesome we can't afford that you need to get that revel engine isn't it revel makes them i think well this one is uh i don't know i'm looking at cars uh i'm sorry we get the rev the revel visible v8 it's like 90 bucks okay i'll look into it i want to build a model supercharger on it too i'm a model guy now yeah i got into models for a little bit uh i used to teach english in uh in japan for a while and i love playing board games and stuff but i couldn't read any of the board games couldn't talk to anybody i would play them with so uh I started going down to the hobby shop and getting these little, they had like five or six dollars for a little spaceship model. Mm-hmm. And I would just go ahead and get those, throw them together and uh, paint them up and got into that for a while. It's yep. a neat little way to pass the time. Oh, yeah. I used to, we used to do painting parties all the time. Uh, the zombies board game uh, and like Tannhauser was another one. There was a few games that we played um, that they would just have plastic you know plain one color plastic figures and we would just stay up all night like drinking and smoking and uh painting figures so brian i would not make i would do a model day if you want to sit down and do model stuff can you do it over time huh 
Like, couldn't I do it like over time? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. would do one with me. Yeah. Let's do that. For, shit. I'm looking them like, up. Like the one hair brush and just like laying down, like putting in like the pupil of an eye on like a little tiny ogre character or something. <laughs> <laughs> putting a little glint or in their eye. Or those weathering kits. Oh, they've yes. got a little palette that's got all those like dirt and grass colors. Those yep. are fun. And the flocking and stuff. You make a do. spaceship look like it's been through a bunch of shit or a tank or something like that. I want to find a, like a really, really Brian car, you know, I, there's a, a Nissan Skyline that, that, that is a Brian car. Which one? The old one? Uh, it doesn't say what year it is, like but R32 yeah. R32 or R34? It says GTR R34 V-Spec 2. Oh, yeah. That one's fucking awesome. It's a Nissan. <laughs> Dude, it's like the baddest car. Oh, really? It's got Brian vibes to it because it's not like a, a, a race a f- car looking thing, but it's like it's a Nissan, you know? It's Dude, it's like the baddest race car in drifting, dude. That's like Fast and Furious <laughs> car. I swear to God. Skyline? <laughs> yeah, I get. I mean. Dude, Matt got one from all the way from Japan. What? It's fucking sick. They're awesome. Oh, I had no idea. It looks like a fucking boring compact car. That's what's sweet about them. Then you can dust a fucking Mustang. Okay. It puts out like <laughs> the Mustang has an engine like twice the size and it can't even fucking keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get a good one. Maybe this 67 Dodge Coronet would be for me. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a good Brian car. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. When I've. Skyline threw me off guard. I was like, damn, don't hog that. That's what I want to do. Trying to get some Brian cars. We got to find a good Dodge Cornet's perfect. Oh, a Gremlin X 1974 AMC Gremlin X. I want one that I can display in my office. Okay. And it can't be like a, a Lamborghini because I'm not a Lamborghini guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Of course. I'm not a Ferrari guy. Right. I'm more of a like, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. The, the 1965 Chevy El Camino. What about Impala? What about a 90? What about that Dale Earnhardt Impala? Oh, 64 Impala. Okay. That's what That's I should classic. get. And then see if I can get hydraulics for it. Okay. They Rolling in my 6-4. Sorry. We, we, we definitely just cut you off there. No, that was fun. I I was trying to figure out a better Brian style car, but uh, I don't know my stuff that well. That's why I'm just the helper on. <laughs> You're not a car guy. I thought you were a car guy. My friend's a car guy, and I've kind of picked some of it up helping him, but uh, I, I'm still not that great with it. Hey, you know I'm not either. I'm I'm excited to. I I would love. I I mean I've said. Basically, since before we started Street Fight, that like my, I got a real dream where I buy a fucking shit ass seventy six Nova, and then restore me and Katie restore it together uh-huh. to renew glory. Your, renew your vows in it. We should, yeah, and then you know, go to hedonism. <laughs> you drive it all the way to hedonism. <laughs> well, I'll drive it to the airport to go to hedonism. Yeah. You know, yeah. it would be like we would pull up in the 76 Nova, right? All of our friends will be standing somewhere. I don't know where we'll pull up in the Nova. We'll like kind of park it to the side. We'll walk out of the car and then somebody will like do the 
vows. We'll renew uh, the vows. And then we'll be like. Inspired vows? Yeah, like, he I vow inspired. to suck you, fuck you, lick yeah. you dry. <laughs> <laughs> I vow to rock you, roll you, jackal something. you off. <laughs> Sorry. We did something kind of like that with fixing up a, um, it was a 93 Miata convertible that was having some issues. And so he got it cheap and we had to replace all sorts of stuff to fix that up. The, that convertible cover we had to replace all the brake fluid and pump that out um i actually have in the the corner of the room the seat for a 94 miata which we thought would replace a busted seat in the 93 but they changed the uh seat belt attachment of course so it wouldn't fit in so i just told him i'd buy the seat off of him if he'd help me put little wheels on the bottom like a little floor seat oh I, I'm anti Miata, but I'm I'm glad that that was a good experience for you. My dad's a Miata guy, so I obviously have. Is to that hate why him. you're anti Miata? Yeah, yeah. I you know what? I mean, maybe I'll ask you and Brett. Is it a sports car? It doesn't feel like a sports car. You know, it's just, I don't feel like it's a sport. Let me ask my friends here, actually. Does a Miata count as a sports car or not? It has zoom zoom, doesn't it? No. It's he happy. says yes, absolutely. I'm really? uh, I'm not sure. Because my dad got it as a midlife crisis thing. Like he, I'm not, I'm not putting that out there as like a thing that I believe that he did. He said I got a Miata for a midlife crisis, and I said it seems like that kind of car. Yeah, I said you should have saved more money and got an actual sports car. <laughs> you know, I mean, get a Corvette or a Camaro or some shit like that, That's what you my know? Did. Yeah. 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 We got somebody in the family that collected Corvettes. And, like, uh, uh, what, you know, my dad gets a Miata. It, it really makes him look like a, a damn fool, if you ask me, you know? I uh, I have a quick update on that uh, car building simulator. I'm watching the screen while he's figuring it out, and uh, everything just burst into flames. The car did? It's literally burning down. It it burst in flames. The garage is burning down. Jeezy, Pete. (laughs) I I have an update, too. Uh, I found the Hoppin' Hydros Pro Dancer Hydraulic 4-Motor Switches Model Kit for 124th or 125 scale plastic hobby cars. Okay. So what my plan now is, is to get a 64 Impala and then put hydraulics on it. Cause that was my dream. That's like my dream car. Cause I wanted to be a rapper growing up and uh, then I'll show it to Katie and that will be kind of proof of concept that we actually need one. Oh yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's just you know and that'll be my midlife crisis car <laughs> perfect yeah i need one i the, need one the chat is saying some a lot of people saying miata suck a lot of people saying they don't i'm looking at zero to 60 times uh they were horrible in the 90s but it has gotten pretty decent in the last 10 to 15 years uh so i yeah. just don't think they're a midlife crisis car to me oh yeah they are i mean they're a cheap midlife ex- it's that's cheap i think so. they're I think fun to drive though at least. yeah that's true that's the zoom zoom 
And the convertible, once again, if you're looking for a sports car, convertibles ha- are slower, they're heavier, and they have way less handling. There's not, like, it, the, the chassis is less stiff because there's no roof to prevent the car from, like, twisting uh, back and forth when you're when you're cornering and shit. Well, I'd like to ask the chat, Labor Lifts, and and Brett, do, do we believe that a midlife crisis vehicle should be expensive like it it doesn't just i I know if you can't afford it but like i i tend to believe that that broke people don't have midlife crises you know what i mean like you got to spend the money if you're getting if you're gonna have the midlife crisis you have to spend the money you know i i can't i can't admire because i mean for me a mazda miata is like buying a Ford Escort or something like that. It's like, or a Geo Metro convertible, right? Like, that's what a Miata yeah, I mean, looks in, like. In my experience, from, from what I've seen, your midlife crisis vehicle is expensive, but not actually as nice as you think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I like that. I, 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 I think I will, uh, I will defer to you then that does, that sounds like a perfect answer. Cause that's like what, like I said, this isn't me psychoanalyzing my dad. My dad literally said, look at my midlife crisis car. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I only have to go on what he said and, uh, it just kind of felt like it just, kind of felt like uh, uh uh i was like i don't know i mean you would think you would get something better like if it was me i would have or re or even again like my fucking thing rebuild a car you know what i mean yeah somebody in the chat actually See, said that, that seems like a more fun way to do it someone said it's i'm sorry someone said it's either brand new and really expensive or a total wreck that they can't fix exactly you what pride do you get out of buying a mid-priced car (laughs) people yeah like my my grandpa he had his whole i guess late life crisis got a corvette but it wasn't like a nice new corvette and it wasn't old enough to be a classic corvette it was just kind of old enough to cost more than it's worth. <laughs> so it gets back to that. It was expensive, but not as nice as he thought it was. Right. God, that's so funny. It couldn't be that expensive. He's retired. <laughs> oh, old white guys are something yeah. else, man. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. I would, my parents didn't do it, um, which is good. I think my parents practiced some sort of temperance about like, I don't know. I think they kind of knew that like buying shit all the time is not really like going to do it. Like eventually you run out of shit to buy. Uh, But the person I know, the the guy I know that went through the worst midlife crisis, and it is a selfish guy thing. I've have to say, I, 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 I not saying it's not a woman thing. Huh? Yeah, you're right. I so, never hear about women having them. Chrome girl in the chat says my ex-husband was broke as fuck and got a motorcycle and a car thinking I'd make payments on both of them. <laughs> um, that is a, that, that is a dude move. The guy I know though, his parents died and they, they handed, uh, he inherited a decent amount of money. Once again, not life changing money. And so he bought a boat and he was, he was born at the beach. And ended up in Ohio through Aww. jobs. 
So he was one of those guys that just salt life everything. That was all his life was about. He gets this boat and it sucked. Like he's they paid so much money, thirty, forty thousand dollars or something, and it had no fucking room at all. Basically, five people could be on it and you had to be seated. There was no standing area, there was no deck, there wasn't anything. And it was just I I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was it was so hard to bite my tongue and not just say, like, this is it. Uh, yeah yeah i mean that's the problem right is like when when you go through these things and you buy like a new thing uh uh especially with a car it's like i don't get impressed it takes a lot to get me impressed with a car it i mean you know i just said i want a 64 impala like if you tomorrow went and bought a 64 Impala and you drove it over to my house and you were like, check this out. I'd be like, does it have hydraulics yeah, on you, it? Like, I don't, you wouldn't notice for like a month or so. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's like, whatever, dude, you know, it's not impressive unless it has, it's tricked out and has hydraulics and all that stuff on it. Then I'm like, right. All right. All right, that's a nice fucking ride you got going on there. That, that car does something besides just drive. It my can, friends it can jump too. My friends used to get like I I think annoyed with me in that they would go buy a new car and they'd be like, "You want to come out and look at the car?" And I'd be like, "Nah, yeah. <laughs> I want to put, put shoes on." <laughs> yeah, no, not really. I I've seen a car before, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I've seen lots of cars. You can go out on the freeway and see endless cars. It's crazy. Well, Labor Lifts, thanks for calling. It was very yeah, fun. Great talking with you guys. Yeah. It also yeah, looks like nice. you're going to cost me about $100 now. For a model? Well, the model's the model 40 kit? And the hydraulics are 45 They make hydro. They make hydraulics for models? Model they hydraulics? They do. get separately? A little lifter. Okay. I think I can make I can make sense of that. Huh. Yeah. Um, also... <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need you're gonna have to buy paint and brushes stuff too so this is we're looking at 120 bucks yeah here. yeah maybe 150 but you know it, it, it could take up a it's decent a amount of time well yeah as much as a video yeah, game there are worse i mean so what i've been doing lately when i podcast is uh just draw the word fuck over and over again in oh, different ways I, yeah and the word doom in uh, different ways fine. and then color it with markers and it's just like this you know, kind of collage of one word. Uh huh. I'll put a little model there. Yeah, instead. It's kind of while I'm talking, just something to do. With, I need something to do with my hands Lay when I'm alone. Blue. All right. Well, Let's. thanks for calling. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Let's get another call. Also, in. all right. See you guys. Have a good night. A uh, correction. Uh, the Dale Earnhardt car was a Monte Carlo, not an Impala. Oh, that's a good Brian car, though. Those cars were the shit, man. That's My a Brian car. had one, and that was a fun car to drive around in. Official pace car? When when you would get... Remember the official pace car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd see them driving around? That's a Brian car. That's a perfect Brian car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's just like you could see a guy like me being like, oh, dip, that's a... What? <laughs> as fast as a NASCAR? It the NASCAR's pace? The model I want is ninety nine ninety nine, but it's for twelve and up. Here's a, so this is Taylor's oldest time. Battlebot Scott in the chat says, "My small business tyrant dad got a Corvette, a lovely blue new one, right before the fiftieth anniversary. 
sat in the garage, and then he sold it off when he needed the money. Yeah. It's that's just, what I would do. That's why. That's another reason why I would never get, oh, you know what? I unplugged th- myself. That's what happened. I couldn't hear the caller. Oh. Sorry. I like... Um, I liked... Uh, what was I going to say? I fucking just completely dropped my whole brain. All my memory failed. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Well, it was out of the chat. I can tell you that. Somebody said, so- oh, the car yeah, just had saying. been sitting there and, and nothing going on. Oh, yeah. You have to like driving. I think people, yeah. like, if they don't if they don't enjoy doing it, no matter what car they're driving, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to work. You know, yeah, I, I like driving my, I like driving my van. Like I don't, and, but like a sports car, I would really fucking love. Right. And, Small business tyrant types too are the type of people who buy things to show off, yeah, not to buy. Right. <laughs> but I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying like, they don't, they, they will buy a car that's really nice so that people see the car yeah. that's really nice when they come to their house. So they might not even show it to them. They might put a car cover. They That's what they should do, really, is they should fucking put a car in the driveway with a car cover on it. No matter what the fuck is under that car cover, people are going to be impressed. That's smart. I know. I know. It's a cheap upgrade. If you're trying to have a status symbol, yeah. if that's what you're shooting for is a status symbol... It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all what's under that car yes. cover. <laughs> Buy some vintage like Cadillac hubcaps or wheels. Put them on anything you get from the junkyard, just so you can kind of lift it up. I mean, you could just <gasps> stack chairs in the shape of a car. You <laughs> don't even true. have to buy car. You true. know, you put two saw horses and <laughs> people would be impressed. People, because I, you know, most people don't ever get take the cover off the car. You know what I'm saying? So let's get this. Uh, let's get another call in. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? I got to go get water. Uh, hey, guys. This is Brian in Denver. How's it going? What's up? How's it going in Denver? Oh, it's okay. It was a little smoky yesterday, but it's good today. It's always um, smoky in Denver. Know you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of smoke. There's wildfires out here, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but as a former Miata owner, I have to say uh, it is Uh-oh. absolutely a sports car, okay? Oh, get out. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm not trying to insult you. you. You seem wonderful, and you're listening to this show. So that is something. But, like, uh, was it like an everyday driving car? I mean, I drove it every day. It kind of sucked for that, which mm, is why I got a rid of it. sports car, but, then. Uh, you, don't, you don't drive a Corvette yeah. every day, is what I'm trying to say. Miata is a Geo but, Metro. Know, people race them. True, true, but people, people race... People race them plenty, so... People race Neon, Nissan Maximas, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking around. What's, but, uh, what's going on? <laughs> well, that's not really why I called, but, I mean, while, while I got you here, I was going to... I, I've been thinking of starting a podcast uh, doing car stuff from a leftist perspective. So if anyone is listening and wants to hit me up and be involved with that, uh, you know, my uh, my email is uh, discontinuity with two U's at gmail.com. So D-I-S-C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-I-T-Y. 
So okay. hit me up if uh, if anyone's interested in that. But uh, let's get a car. The reason cast. I was calling is um, what's that? I said let's get a car cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the all the car podcasts are kind of reactionary, so I was thinking it'd be good to have something different, you know? Yeah, you get yelled at by a bunch of but, leftists, uh, though, where they'll be like, um, we shouldn't have cars, which is probably going on in the <laughs> chat right well, now. Numtots are going to get you. I mean, yeah. hey, they can they can come on and talk about that, too. We can talk about trains or bicycles or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm open to it. Like, you know I'm into trains. I've been talking about them for two weeks now, so... Uh, so, so what, what are we calling for tonight? Well, it feels so rude when I say oh, that. So, <laughs> so last, uh, last week, uh, you had a caller talking about like, um, you know, how we need some sort of like leftist, uh, spaces, um, you know, sort of like a church or something. And, um, and I, I called you a few months ago talking about like, uh, church stuff and, uh, uh like christian retreats and stuff and not jacking off uh, uh, i don't yes. know if you remember that whole thing but uh <laughs> but uh you know so like you know church works for some people works for me but uh, it doesn't work for everyone and like i don't have a a real big solution but something struck me i was also listening to um uh citations needed podcast uh, this week they were talking about country music and one of the things they mentioned sort of offhand was like uh, the decline in union membership, you know, union halls used to be like a social place, like a gathering place for the community. You know, you'd go there and you'd, you might talk about work and stuff, but you might just, you know, hang out with your bros and, uh, shoot the shit and, you know, maybe have like a little adult education class or uh potluck or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what a leftist, community center sort of space would look like but i don't know i i i think you guys were onto something when you were talking about that last week yeah i i think i i i think that's uh i i i think it's important to to try to figure figure that out like figure out what it actually is i mean it, it also to be completely honest uh it wouldn't be the worst thing i mean I don't think I'm necessarily against it being at a church. I just, I wouldn't go. So <laughs> that would, yeah. And I think a lot of people would be turned off by that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We, we yeah. I, I don't really know. I, I, it's really hard for me to figure out what, uh, 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 this center would look like or these places, but like <clears throat> bars, and arcade type things seem like they would be like a salon, you know? Yeah. That's sort of what I look at, you know? Yeah, but it's nice to have a place that isn't just a, for drinking. That's what yeah. I said, a salon. Ah, got it. A salon. <laughs> you know what they, they're like. Yeah, I don't know what you would center it around. Would it be like a bowling alley or an arcade or. Dude, a bowling alley or a fucking coffee great. shop. A bowling alley would get yeah. me in the fucking door. A bowling alley with a coffee shop in it would definitely. I would be there all the time organizing a few uh, organizing games of bowling. A few private karaoke rooms. Yeah, no, I just think that like, I I don't even think it has to necessarily always be fun or whatever. I just think it has to be a place that is not uh. I just think it has to be a place that's not um, 
that's fun. I think. I think it has to be a place. Did I just say it doesn't have to be? Yeah. You said it I, doesn't have to be fun, but it has to yeah. be fun. Well, I'm wrong. I think it has to be fun. I think <laughs> that like we to get people there, but I don't. I, to get people there, it has to be fun, and then when. Like sometime in the middle of fun, we'll be like, I know we're all having a good time right now, but uh, seriously, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. <laughs> it has to be ideological. I mean, that's what the union stuff is, is all those people are bound together by, you know, a common goal. So I think that it has, there needs to be an explicit uh, challenge to the Democrats. And I don't, you know. And, and I think maybe a different party is what it could be something. I, I don't know. Ah, yeah. different party headquarters. I like that idea. Like if it was just a, yeah. pe- a well, I mean the, party or like Port- the local DFA chapter. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, I was saying that the local DFA chapter here in Denver does some social stuff, or at least, you know, we did back before we, when we could, but uh, we didn't have like our own space or office space or anything. We would just, you know, go to a bar and hang out or, Something right. like that. And it wasn't, you know, like a regular thing that, you know, people could drop in any time of the day. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know. Yeah. There's some like, I know that there's like a, uh, there's a gym in Chicago. That, huh? That's a good one. A the, gym. A gym where you could go and they, they did like, you know, fight. They did classes for fighting. They did lifting. They did stuff like that. Um, that's a good place, I think, to have a community. Uh, but. You're, I mean, it, it does have to be, like I said, we have to just be, a, we have to get bigger and more organized and we have to be just uh, too large to ignore anymore. And uh, we do need to have whole blocks of the city that belong to us. Like we need to, <laughs> we need to just know that there's, that there's places where we, we are at because uh, that's where we're heading in the middle of all this turmoil is uh, we're going to have to live out what we believe eventually. And it's not going to be a matter of like, oh, uh, the United States is gone now. Uh, that's There's not just going to be a time when it's like, oh, we're not America anymore. They're going to try to keep doing America. There's going to be a lot of people trying to do America. Uh, then there's going to be areas that are harmed by climate change and uh, street battles and all kinds of other shit. And that that is going to be a very different place. So I, I think that community is... Community is all we have uh, right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that sort of stuff is already happening, you know, on a smaller scale. But, yeah, I can see that, that, you know, getting bigger and bigger, you know? Right. As things collapse. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know how to do it. You know, I, I maybe – someone in the chat mentioned a socialist co-working, which sounds like a good idea if there was a way to have – different groups, you know, share a warehouse or something to get stuff done. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. Like, like we work for socialism. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Okay. But you know, I mean, how much money, there's not a lot of money to be made off of, you know, uh, being a radical. (laughs) That's the tough part about all of this is how do you, I mean, I guess we can, you can just fundraise your ass off is really the best you can do uh, as that's how people, that's how the Democrats do it and all the NGOs and all of that. So, but, but they also get yeah. like big ass fucking checks. You know, we, we're not going to convince like the local uh, bank in town to give us a grant to start a fucking socialist. We work. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a, a social club. And, and that reminds me, uh, you know, like I was 
I was looking for a new church uh, last year and, you know, I visited, I don't know, a couple dozen or maybe, I don't know, a few, few different churches in the area. And, you know, the ones that are sort of very milk toast or a little bit reactionary uh, in their uh, very conservative, you know, they're the ones that have the nicest buildings and the, the nice coffee and everything. And the ones that are like actually taking care of homeless people and, you know, preaching social justice are the ones that are like, everything's yep. shitty and beat up. And, you know, so like there's, yeah, like you said, there's no money in, in, <laughs> in leftism really. No, definitely not. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah. Good to talk to you guys. Good to yeah. talk to you. Have a good night. Yeah. Peace out. Let's do one more. Good night. You want to do one more? I think we do one more. That's just my opinion, though. We could also not do one more. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and take a break then. And uh, I think that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Let's take a break. Um, if you're in the chat, if you're in the queue right now, we'll get to you. Uh, and uh, this week we've got music. Somebody sent, who sent this? Uh, Terry. Mac. Hey, been listening since 2017. You guys got me through my shitty job working at Lowe's in Albuquerque while I saved up money to move to NYC. I have two bands if you ever need more music for the call-in show. You might like them. Mystery is a really straight-up hardcore band in the vein of Midwest punk like Decroitson. And Lojack is a more metalhead vibe. My friend who writes all the songs, Casey, is obsessed with Japanese and Greek metal like Sacrifice. Um... I listened to the million tons of steel with Riley Gale and have gone back through the power trip discography. I'm really sad about his passing now. Thank you for sharing your interview with him for free. I hope to call in soon. Best Mac. All right. So if you have music you want to send in streetfightradio at gmail.com or message us on any of the social media platforms or Patreon. Uh, we're always available. Uh, this is Mystery. You can find them at mystery2000.bandcamp.com. Once again, mystery2000.bandcamp.com. Uh, this one's a shorty, so we'll be back. We're Street Fight.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. If you like the music, the name of the band is Mystery. You can find them at mystery2000.bandcamp.com. That was uh, their demo album. It's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah, hardcore. hardcore. A little bit of hardcore. Um, the chat is has a lot of good information in it. Lots of good things going on in there. Uh, but yeah, there is like in Columbus, there is a, there's a bike co-op, you know, that's a place, uh, it's connected to the anarchist info shop as well. And, uh, those people are organizers that want people to be there. You know, it's not a matter of, you know, you individually as a listener coming up with a way to save the world or to, to turn everything into a leftist utopia. You just got to slot yourself into what's already there and, you know, keep it up. Uh, like I said, now's the time to do it. You gotta, you kind of got to live the radical life at this point. It's, it's the moment is here to decide, you know, it's always like you read in the past or you read history about these 
situations in time and uh you know this is one of them so you have to figure out where you're at like wh- what you're actually willing to do and get out there because this is the moment you know yeah yeah do it uh but there's also tool libraries are another radical spaces places where people share you know food not bombs like we say uh any of the black lives matter groups uh i'm sure you could find your find something to do and uh to help spread solidarity and hang out with people and find a community of like-minded individuals. Yeah. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Skeleton. Is this a Skelly Wally? Skelly Wally. Do I knew there's going to be one. There's usually not one. We usually don't have any. Yeah, we can hear you. You're there. Hey, sorry about that. This is Dan from Akron. How's it going? Great. How are you? Not too bad. How about yourself? Hmm. I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, How's it going in Akron? Uh pretty much, you know, staying the course, same same as it's been for the last six months or so. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's up? Um, so I wanted to talk about something that uh Brian, you brought up a couple weeks ago. Uh, when you talked about going to the gas station and buying five caramellos at once. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, the five guy and the yeah that's right the cashier called you the five guy so uh, i wanted to follow up a little bit on the uh the cashier customer interaction thing because i have a pretty bad history with it but i've been on both sides of it so um you know i, I have a little bit of understanding there but uh when i was uh i was a cashier at dollar general for like a year Oof, that's and, a hard uh, one yeah and like it's it's just so monotonous and so mundane that like any sort of pattern that your brain can like latch onto, you uh you all of a sudden wanna like, you know, you just blurt it out without really thinking about it. So, you know, I kind of get the per- the perspective of <laughs> like, wait, five five caramels, that, that rings a bell. I'm not yeah. seeing the pattern here. That's the five guy. That's the five guy. Oh my yeah. god, the five guy's here. Yeah. I mean I'm in yeah. a mask. Yeah, and also, also, uh, like you're so bored at work, and you know you're just trying to make conversation. Like this guy just came in, bought five caramellos. You just and then he it. came in the next day and did it too. Yeah, and it's like that probably was like who? I mean, because like it's an odd candy bar choice too. I've heard wow. from a lot of people. So it, it probably did just kind of stand out. You know, you don't see a lot of people even buying one Caramello. This guy come in twice and bought five both times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird holdover from like, I don't know, the eighties or something. Yeah. And I, but, I, uh, I, I mean, it, it didn't like hurt my feelings or anything. It was just like, it really pointed out what I was doing, you know? This is yeah. a situation where I was like, well, okay. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to keep this a secret. I didn't know you, I thought it was customer service you're supposed to like not only but not let an, anyone know what I bought, like a I, HIPAA violation. Or yeah, something. I thought we had HIPAA. I thought there was a cashier <laughs> client privilege. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I hate when people comment on what I'm buying, but uh customers say some whack shit too. Like when I was a Dollar General, like one guy's checking out and I was like, uh, oh, how's it going today? And he was like, uh, not great. I, I buried my wife today. Yeah. Oh. See, <laughs> I know that, sir, I, like, I know that's on your mind. 
Like I understand. It's a very understandable thing, but you've just hit me with some pretty bummer news here. Like, but you know what though? I mean, to be fair to every person in the world, uh, uh, not everybody's a great conversationalist either. True. You know what I mean? And like, they still, those people still deserve to have conversations. They, they obviously want to. So I get it. I, 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 I wasn't like, I don't want to be perceived as somebody who doesn't like cashiers talking to me because that's, that's definitely not what I'm saying. But there is like a weird thing where like I get very uncomfortable when the cashier, I feel like they're like grading what I'm buying. Like that to me makes me feel kind of uncomfortable about the whole thing. And that's where. Like, I don't, uh, that's why I, I got so up in arms about somebody commenting on my stuff. Like, I quit going to a grocery store because there was only like four cashiers there, and one of them commented on everything they scanned. And it was just like, ah, I can't go back here anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really bad. I was, I, I was laughing one time for this like young kid because I was going to buy a pregnancy test. Um, and uh, he was like, Oh, that's good news. Uh, unless it isn't, um, except I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, they're over here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he like kind of digging himself deeper. <laughs> oh, that would but, suck too. Uh, that's just like, that's like almost like asking a woman if she's pregnant level <laughs> thing. You know, you don't want, that's like, that's why it's good policy. If you're a cashier, if you're going to make conversation, Maybe be like, how about them uh, cowboys? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. They're doing good. Yeah, nice this weather. Year. Yeah. Nice weather. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just can't wait for uh, trick or treat. Yeah. Did you watch uh, whatever the big TV show was the night before? Did you watch the Emmys? Yeah. Can you believe Shit's Creek won so many awards? I mean, it's an amazing show. Amazing. It's just, it's wonderful, you know? That's the kind of conversation we should be hoping for in public. Maybe that's what we need to do is like create a list of topics that's better than commenting on what I'm buying. You know, I once bought a box of Star Wars fruit snacks because they were on sale. And the guy that was ringing me up was asking me all kinds of questions about Star Wars. And this was before I'd even seen Star Wars. And then I just kind of stood there like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Darth Vader, huh? You know, he that's a bad guy. Heck of a guy. He, yeah, heck of a guy. He's a bad guy. Luke Skywalker, good guy. He's a good guy. That's a hell of a good guy, <laughs> yeah. you know? And uh, it just feels uncomfortable. I also wear a lot of sports team hats. I, I've kind of gotten off of it now, and that's been very good for me. But yeah, a lot of times they'll ask me about sports, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, how, I don't know how Cleveland's doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. no fucking idea. I don't know how how yeah. the Reds are doing right now. But I went and got a couple of hats that weren't current teams, so now I'm uh. I'm living the high life, you know? Nobody even asked me about my hats. Yeah. Yeah. I've also done done the thing a couple times where I accidentally, like, started a fight with a couple of the cashiers. Like, not, not with me, but between two other ones. Like, uh, one time I was at, like, a Panera, and uh, 
person was like ringing me up and another cashier comes up to the, to the adjacent register and starts ringing somebody else up. She's like going really fast and she like catches up to, to where mine is. And just jokingly offhand, I'm like, Oh, what are you guys having a race or something? And the person checking me out is like, yes. And she's always like that. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then the other one's like, do you really think that? And then they started arguing and like going to the back. I was like, geez, sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny though. That's funny. I love arguing with my, uh, uh, coworkers. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a mean, angry argument. Maybe they went in the back and they were just busting each other's beans, you know? That's that's what you hope for. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It happened again to me at, like at work because we have like a a cafeteria and uh, in COVID they've been like individually wrapping the uh, the silverware instead of just having it in a big grab bag thing. And the one cashier was just like giving me silverware every day, like no matter what I got. And then like one day, there's another cashier standing there, and she's like, "Do you need a fork?" And I was like, "Oh no, I've gotten built up from you handing them to me." And the other one, like her eyes got wide. She's like, see, I told you, you're just handing them out to everyone. I'm the one that has to wrap these and you're, you're just handing them out like candy. (laughs) God, that's funny. It's so funny to think about that kind of shit. Like people get so, I mean, that's the thing, you know, we on this show read cashiers. Like they just, because the people that call this show do hate their jobs and hate their bosses. But there are a lot of people who do jobs like that that like actually like it and kind of, you know, they build their own little kingdom. Yeah. Where they're working. My stepdad was like that. He was a cashier at a gas station and like he just, he put signs everywhere. He would like, you know, it's like, oh, it seems like the customers are having trouble finding the coffee. I'll make a fucking sign that points them to the coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, he just loved the place. And then they ended up letting him go. And it was like, oh, geez. But he loved this place. You took it away from him. Yeah. Uh, who knows what <laughs> happened? But it was just like one of those things where it was one of the first times I realized, you know, people can like their job. Not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even if they hate it, I mean, you just get, you, you're coming from a different perspective where they know the like, you know, training they had to go through and the systems they got to do. And like the, the cash registers always acting up and like they're, they're making comments to you cause they just can't take it anymore. And you're, you're, you're just coming in as an outsider and you're like, uh, I guess, so. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's important. If you've had a job like that, I try to be, you know, I try to say like, oh yeah, that happened to me once when I was working at XYZ. Yeah, 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 for sure. So is Dollar General a nightmare place? It was pretty bad. I mean, this was a while ago, but um, yeah, it was just like, there was just so much turnover and, uh, you know, um, uh, I was in a situation where there were like two Dollar Generals like three miles away from each other. And the other one was always getting robbed for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we were always hearing about it. And now it's made me a little nervous. And uh, I don't know. But yeah. It was just like constant, constant turnover. The manager was just like, I don't know, just constantly stressed, kind of a weirdo. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was also one of those where 
you had to be a cashier and stock the shelves. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I've seen them doing that, and I'm like, you can't, that's not, you can't do good customer service when you're doing that. Most of the time, I'm in a Dollar General yeah. at some point. Someone's going to go, someone will yell, hey, is anybody going to check me out up here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you either got the customers mad because you're stocking the, the Benadryl or whatever. Or you got your boss mad because you're spending too much time like up at the register when there's like carts sitting out in the paper aisle or whatever. Oh, imagine getting yelled at for manning the register. You know what I mean? Like, imagine yeah. like you do the register too much. Yeah, you're just <laughs> fucking always. You're just always standing up by the register. What's your fucking problem, man? You know, go go yeah. go stack the. Uh, uh, God damn it! I forgot the name of that really cheap uh, uh, cleaner that. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That's like really, it gets memed a lot yeah. now because it's at a lot of those places. And uh, yeah, you're not you're not stocking the uh, fabuloso enough, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fabuloso, not fantastic. Also, seems like a place where like they never have the same products. You know, where like they're just kind of getting what they get, and you have to probably figure out where that stuff goes you know they they uh yeah. it's like big lots you know they don't they don't they get what they get right from closeouts and uh that seems like it would always be a little pain in the ass if you're stocking you know but we did dollar general or no that was family dollar we did family dollar on undercover boss right i think so yes yeah yeah and it did seem like a nightmare job to have that was uh, called the cat food yes that was the one with the cat food where they just kept ordering cat food even though they didn't need it and like you can also see why the manager at a place like that would be stressed if 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 the turnover's so high that means because i mean dollar general truly is and i've read i mean you know after reading articles about it for a while there it's the new walmart it's the it's the walmart yeah, now yeah. walmart is a level up now and uh you know dollar general is now that level of job where you're like go oh, why don't you go work at dollar general you yeah. know it's the only place to work in a lot of real rural areas and shit so yeah it seems like a tough one that seems like a tough one there's also dgx i love dgx that's the you extreme got- dollar general extreme yeah, I've been oh, in there. Man, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I've it's been downtown. in downtown. It's like their quick shop downtown style, but it's in downtown Columbus, which I don't know why. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's apartments nearby. Yeah, because it's downtown. Yeah. Like, they have to call it something else. They can't just call it Dollar General downtown. They got to call it something else. Right. In Columbus, you can't just have a Dollar General. They don't do that here. You have to have, like, a respectable. Sure. You know, you got to call it an express or an extreme or something. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't mad at the uh, uh, cashier. I was just embarrassed by the cashier. (laughs) But I get I I, I do. I you got a good point about uh, you do. You definitely have a good point about like, you know, you're going to build patterns in your head and and remember stuff. And, and even then her remembering me is actually good customer service. I think so. I mean, I, I, I don't dislike it. There's time. There's sometimes there's been times I believe where I've gone to like a gas station every single day for like a year. And then I will comment about the person. They have no idea who I am. 
Yeah. Like I've, I've had that experience too. Yeah. I mean, I have a few places in town where they know me and I love that feeling. Right. It was like, uh, it just feels like you're a part of the city, right? you know? They don't know me through this. They just know me as a guy who comes in there. Dunkin' Donuts, they just know me as a guy who's there every day. Hey, Brian. Or, well, they do call me Brian because I order through the app and it yeah. says Brian Q. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get we'll we'll get you uh you can go back to the to the restroom and watch our employees take a shit. <laughs> you have enough reward points, you get to watch one of the employees take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> It was a bad experience. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. It was, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I am trying to be more understanding of people. No, yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't think you were like pissed or anything. No. But I was like, I get it. Like, you're just like in a wave and you're just trying to find any rock to like latch onto that's washing you away. Absolutely. You're working a job like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, Thank you. Yep. Good talking to you guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah, I actually just thought about, um, I had a flash in my mind of working at Dollar General and actually doing a good job. And like, seems impossible. Exa- how exhausting that would be. Like, if you stayed focused and you were just cleaning and loading shelves and doing cash registers all day for like eight fucking hours. I mean, they do this. They, they do. I mean, that is a classic job where there's not ever enough people working. You yeah. couldn't possibly make enough people work because one of my guesses we, I mean, we probably should ask the caller this is that like you have to stock a certain amount of shit before you can leave it's not like you just get done what you can get done before yeah. you leave there's probably some kind of quota when it comes to what you have to put on the shelves before you and and you're also running the cash register so if you're running a cash register if you're sort of extra busy then you might not even have a chance to uh, uh, stock shelves and then you end up getting in trouble because you didn't get all the stuff that you were supposed to stock stocked. And it just, it really feels like a tough job. It, yeah. that, that feels like a really tough one. All right. Let's see here. They, uh, well, this person says no quota where they worked, but you had to make sure the receiving area was empty. So that is a quota. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That's basically, yeah. And that's 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 impossible, man. If you're busy. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Street Fight. What's up? This is Jonathan in LA. What's up, Jonathan? How you doing tonight? Good, good. I I wanted to give a shout out to the caller from earlier, Sean, who's who's working who's working at a school. Yeah. Shout that's, out to uh, Sean. Yeah. I, yeah, it's uh it's a lo- it's a lot of work. I'm a, I'm a th- I'm a teacher too. Yeah. And uh it's been it's been really difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I can't imagine it. Like I I'm trying to just comprehend what the teacher is doing all day with my daughter is just unbelievable. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a little different for me cuz I I teach university. And so I do things, you know, you know, I don't have as many teaching responsibilities, but I also have to, you know, do, uh, administration and research and all that. And it's, uh, it all piles up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, are you at a school that's back at school? No, we are, we are all remote. Okay. 
and and so that 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 makes it that makes it difficult in a lot of ways because I I, te- I teach in the College of Engineering, and how are you going to you know do your do your do your labs when everything's when everything's all remote? Yeah. It's a massive uh, it's a massive headache. So they're not like really even allowing yeah. you to have the people come in to do the labs in staggered groups. No, not at all. I heard uh, there's a video game where you can put a car together. Yeah, there is actually a video game where you can work on a car with a friend from (laughs) somewhere else. No, so it's it's actually funny that that caller brought that up because I use I use software like that. I I I teach I teach a course in instrumentation and control, and there 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 are online platforms for designing and building circuits. Okay, you can then test in a simulated environment. Right. So I'm I'm kind of having my students play play those games. Okay. I mean that's you got to do what you you got to do now. Can I ask you because you know I, I went to college, like how are the grades really working at this point? Like how do you uh, um, how do you foresee it playing out? Like uh, if you can't do labs, it must be hard to teach people how to do certain things, and that seems like it would be an issue but also it feels like uh you you can't really be a harsh grader in this situation from from my understanding of of how high school has been working i mean you can't i don't feel like it's even fair to go 100% all in yeah no you 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 do have to recalibrate a bit and there is a lot of discussion slash argument that uh, I get into with my colleagues about what is uh, what the expectation should be. But I tend to lean towards when I'm putting together, you know, kind of what makes up your course grade. I, I want it to be more based on effort than productivity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, that's actually a really good yeah, way so to like, look at you know, it. Get, getting getting into Zoom, you know, you know, spend, spending the time with me in Zoom, and you know, taking the work home and and you know, giving it giving it your best shot. That's that's all effort. That that's all counts. That that's what'll get you a good grade in my class. Okay. Some other faculty, you, you know, some other faculty. It's more of a situation like you know, well, uh, we're just going to have class every day, and we're going to have a couple of exams, and that's it. Yeah, and that so depending, so it, on, depending on your productivity level, that depend that determines your final grade. That's what I've been explaining to my daughter a lot is that they do these optional Zoom meetings for some of the classes and I'm like you should go. I'm not trying to be a square square with her or anything, but the teacher does notice who's there. Right. You know, and um, yeah. if you want to do well, you should be there. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you, you grade based on effort, and that kind of normalizes it for everybody. Not everybody has access to the same tech. Not everybody has access to good working conditions where they can log into their classes. Yeah. Like, I, w- I was talking to one of my students the other day, and, and she was telling me that she works in a closet. Oh, she really? She does her classes sitting in a closet. Yeah, yeah I because, believe that. Because of the, the noise of her household or just whatever. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, my my uh daughter was working in my studio, which is uh really not fair for me to tell you the truth. 
<laughs> I don't use it. I just thought it was funny that she was working in a room with a framed picture of Jonathan Davis on the wall. She was she's she's doing she's doing schoolwork. She's on Zoom and right behind her it's like a bunch of street fight posters and a framed yeah. picture of Jonathan Davis. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. If I were to if I were to rotate my camera just kind of a few a few degrees, you would you would probably be able to peep my anarcho syndicalist flag that's hanging on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wall is goofy <laughs> as hell. It, it is really. There's a huge Jonathan Davis poster. Then there's the framed picture. Then the uh, Family Values Tour '98. VHS cases on the wall, and then there's also uh, um, a man cow's book is displayed up there too. So it's just like whatever people yeah. have sent me from the shock jocks, I, I hang there. It's uh, not probably a per like you can tell it's not for a, a 16 year old, but also you would look at it and be like, this this kid's dad is an idiot. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I, I work in my living room. It does not look like a faculty office at all. Yeah. I mean, and I think the students probably do feel like they're also being judged on what the room looks like too. Uh, I would guess. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not a teacher or anything, but, and I'm, I haven't been in school, but I would assume that they might even feel like that could be part of a part of what the uh, teachers think they're doing too. Yeah, no, I, I run a camera off classroom. You don't, you don't got to have your camera on. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I think that seems like the way to but, do uh, it too. But uh, here, here's the other thing I wanted to say though, the, the university where I work, the land was donated to the state of California by William K. Kellogg. Oh, I love him. Did you did you happen to see uh that we we learned about him? I did happen to see him? the other show. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah I, I did I did happen to see the other show. So I like hang out in like his old house sometimes. Wow. Did his brother there's, burn there's, down? There's, yeah. Wait, which Kellogg is William K? Which K William is, William K is like I think he was the business guy. I got to be honest, I was trying to pay attention to like what his deal was, but uh, there are a couple guys talking over the show. Yeah, he's the doctor, right? He's not the doctor. <laughs> he's the other guy, right? William is, right. is he's the, the... He's the other guy. He's yeah. the one that burned down his, he's the one to, burned down his brother's practice and yeah. uh, stole his fucking cereal recipe. So anyway, yeah. So, so anyway, he donated this land for the university that was previously a ranch. Okay. And he donated it under one condition. And that one condition was that all of the horses get to stay. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be that nobody's allowed to J.O. <laughs> <laughs> no. So to, to this day, all of William K. Kellogg's, the descendants of William K. Kellogg horses, live on campus. Yeah. Oh, all that's the students fine. in the ag department take care of them. Honestly, you could have lied to him, though, and just been like, yeah, uh, the horses are here. And then when they died, just be like, mm -hmm. yeah, he's not going to know. Yeah. And, and, and it's actually the, the way it actually works out is that, like, you know, back in, like, the golden age of Hollywood, whenever they needed, like, a lot of horses for, like, a movie, 
like a cowboy movie or like Lawrence of Arabia or something. They, they'd come and they, they, they grab them from our campus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, the Kellogg guy, again, he burned his goddamn, uh, he, he unfortunately burned his brother's practice down so that he could make cornflakes, but he also was a highly right. successful businessman. You know, so, so what are you going to do? And out. also like that's, how you made, that's the food that made America. Also, if you're evil, if like if if William Kellogg is evil, you got to kind of understand it because of what Post did to him. You know, Post comes in there. He steals his recipe, makes grape nuts and then becomes a billionaire while William's sitting on the sidelines waiting for his no fat brother to fucking let him make cornflakes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, sure. man. That is what really about, motivating you, for sure. Yeah, what about the Coke guy's son? What about Dr. Pemberson's son? He He's something. I don't remember which one that was. Oh, just the Coke guy. Doc Pemberton's vampire son. The vampire guy. Yeah, he's place. just a cool looking. He looks like one of the Lost Boys all of a sudden in the middle of an episode of TV about uh, uh, the Coke man. A guy that lived in a cave and made Coke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's a pretty cool, badass dude. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Turns up looking like a bohemian. Yeah. Have you ridden the horse? Have you ridden any of the horses? I, I have not. I have not ridden any of the horses. I, but, uh, it, I, 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 it used to be there was a, there was a patch of the fence of their pasture that was right by where I would walk out to the bus. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty tall, so I can reach over the fence and through the barbed wire. I, I pet them every day. You ever feed one an apple? I know that's people love to feed horses apples. No, you see, I, I, I wouldn't do that because you know that's the that's that's the agriculture school Respect. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then sometimes when people get mad, they go, "Oh, horse apples." Yeah, I, I get mad. That's what I say when I get mad. Yeah, you you fucking punch a hole in your bedroom wall and you say, "Oh, horse apples." Oh, horse apples. <laughs> 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 well, uh, uh, right. thank you for calling in, and uh, good luck teaching. Yeah. I know it's a hard job, yeah, harder job color. this year. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make it. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank That's you. the attitude we like. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Last call to end them all. Yeah, we're going home early tonight. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Mal from Tokyo. How's it going, guys? Oh, Tokyo oh. Miles. How's Tokyo. it going? Yeah, it's not bad. Beautiful, sunny day. Temperatures are going down, so it's not uh, just a sweaty mess every day. That's good. That's good to hear. Like that. Um, so, so I, how's COVID there? How's everything going there? Are you able to do stuff? Yeah, uh, everything is pretty normal. Uh, the government still has like asking bars and Izakaya to close at about 10 p.m. But it, I, th I think you guys would be pretty comfortable because like you, you go into like a restaurant. And they're like, hey, you got to do the choo-choo. Get the hand sanitizer on. They'll put the, the thermometer up and get like a temperature reading. And then you can go sit down. You can take your mask off and, and stuff like that. The table. Tables are spaced out, plexiglass and shit like that. Most of the <sighs> chain restaurants have uh, really good controls on it. Any, any rapid testing happening? Any like the paper cheap shit they're talking about? Uh, I don't know about the paper stuff. I 
So my office had three positive COVID cases. So everyone had to get tested and it was uh, seven minutes. So they just prick your finger. Like you're getting like a, like a blood glucose test. Oh. And uh, like seven minutes. I think it's the PCR antibody test or whatever. God, couldn't they do that here? Fuck. Seven minutes. Probably. Man. That Probably. would solve all the problems. It, 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 it's super fast. Oh my God. Yeah, but my, my whole office, we got called in. They're like, go to the 22nd floor. And uh, you sit down, nurse like pricks your finger and takes like the little tube and gets the blood sample. Yeah. Uh, seven minutes later, boom. <sighs> I, I wish I got a lollipop though. We don't get the lollipop. Yeah, that uh, can, you know, that can you... really smart. That can really hurt. Yeah, but and... you get the test, and you know you don't. One, you know you don't have it, and two, you know the people around you don't have it. That is really that's yeah. better than a lollipop. Tell you the truth, I would love that. You consider that to, <laughs> that to be a lollipop? I consider that. I consider that lack of anxiety a bit of a lollipop for myself. You know. Yeah, not getting COVID pretty good it rules it rules i i've liked it so far <laughs> you know i've i've liked not yeah. getting it <laughs> but i still have in my mind i'm gonna get yeah, it too. so i'm it's like i'm just well, waiting I mean, for it i was surprised too because i guess we initially uh my, like my 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 company has been working from home the whole time but one of the other companies in the group um I was talking with the, the manager there and I'm like, well, you know, how come everyone doesn't work from home? I mean, you guys are all software nerds. Everyone could be working from home. Like no one has to be here. He's like, well, how are we going to know if they're going to do any work? They're just going to be slacking off. Like you, like software guys almost always have a ticket tracking system. It's like, well, fuck you. You're already monitoring all the work they do. Like right. if you're really worried about it, just like get more involved. <laughs> Yeah, you'll know if does the work get done or not. That's what do you mean? Like you can't just speculate they're not going to do their work if they don't do their work. You you do the normal thing, but if you let them work from home and the deliverables show up, I mean that's what you want. That's all that we're here for is to get this shit done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like my my whole team, we we've been working really hard, and uh, you know you're probably getting more time out of everyone. I know they're getting more time out of me. Because, like, I'm sitting at my computer. I'm like, oh, could be working. Yep. Yep. It's hard not to p open up another tab and just peek at the email real quick. Get, get like, put out a fire before you wake up and see it tomorrow. Well, and, and then, like, like most software teams were using, uh, like, Slack to, to talk. And so I've got it on my phone like an idiot. But I, I can't not have it because we have on-call shifts and, and I always forget to turn off notifications mm -hmm. and it's like we work with teams around the globe and sometimes it's like Pacific time and it's like 2 a.m. and I get a little ping I wake up I'm like oh I should probably take care of this oof yeah that's I, I mean I think it's, that's it's, it's, that's what it's I mean I think that you know, unfortunately, like most innovation, it's just a way for them to get extra. Like, and you know, like Brian said too, it also is now creating this atmosphere of like, well, who really wants this job? Who's willing to do extra? Who's willing to go the extra mile? Who's showing up to this stuff? Uh, you know, who's skipping lunches? Who's answering emails at one in the morning? I don't know. I think we lost them. Uh oh, spaghetti. The fucking Tokyo phones, man. You know. Yeah, it's hard to get over here, I bet.
Yeah. To get that voice all the way. Go away a satellite from Tokyo and then back here. Yeah. That's the show. Sorry, Tokyo caller. Tokyo Joe. Tokyo Joe. Um, that was the call-in show from Street Fighter Radio. I think it went well. Right? I, I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I liked talking about cars. I liked uh, talking about, you know, friendships and stuff like that, you know, with the cars and living two hours away from somebody but not really being able to see them. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the talk about communities in space. I think that's something we need to be constantly talking about or working with. Um, I am trying to find... I want help from listeners and maybe medical people or something, but I want a mask that is like bulletproof. <laughs> like I want one, I want an extra, I want to, I don't know if it's N95, a reusable one, or if those little filters, those 2.5 filters, are those better than a surgical mask? I don't know. Um, I want a cool mask though, a permanent cool mask so I can go do uh, some charity shit. I mean, I don't, again, the, the mask is more to keep your shit out than stop stuff from getting in. Right. So. Right. There isn't. But I, I need a tighter mask. fit that like there's also it comes down to like how much the tight the, the tightness of the fit, how much is escaping that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's just protecting you. Okay. Them from you. That's just protecting them from you. It's their masks that are protecting you from them. Sure. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. It helps a little bit with them, too, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's just what I've read. Okay. Well, let me know what you think, listeners. I'm, a spurt. I'm an expert on this kind of thing. I'm a medical expert. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we will see you on Wednesday, I guess. There's nothing else to do. Um, October, October starts soon, Brian? Yeah, it should. I mean, here's the thing. The scheduling is kind of a nightmare. There will be some form of Shocktober this year. If it starts late, it's still going to be six episodes. I am going, it might even be more. I, I have different concepts in my mind, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of got a curveball, and, uh, I'm dealing with it, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it and, uh, we'll see. We'll see what it is. I, I will make it good. That's my, that's the Shocktober promise. Brian, will, I will make it good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We're Street Fight Radio. Cut that shit off, Brian. <laughs>